I mean, I suppose I could host it one of these times, take it <laughs> off you for a week. Yeah, why don't you do that? <laughs> I could. I'll do the next one. How about that? I could go in depth about Mort's rap career. <laughs> I, I only I only care about it as much as it allows me to to gripe at you about it. <laughs> what did I say, man? Who knew he had such flow? <laughs> right. <laughs> oh man. I told you what that means. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> hey, what's up, everybody? <laughs> How are you guys doing today? Uh, back for more shenanigans, more goodness here on the Beer Clock Podcast with your boys, Steve and Adam. Uh, we are so excited to spend the evening with you. Daniel up, Clay man? up in here. What? Did this Daniel Clay? Why would you find me right the invader? Clay, are you in here? <laughs> He's in here. <laughs> hey, thanks for stopping by, Daniel. I really appreciate it, man. Oh my gosh. Uh, so hey, uh, happy holidays to you. I'm not going to say any more than that because I don't even know how to do that right anymore. I'll just say happy holidays and hope that everyone is as happy with that message and not offended in any way. <laughs> happy extra day off that week. Yeah, again, there you go. Right, right. <laughs> um, so you're, you're repping Daniel Clay. I'm repping uh, Gaming with Grumpy today. I was wearing this shirt today when I successfully completed my Deathless Zelda 2 run. That's right, Congrats people. That, by the way. That's good. It happened. It happened. The Deathless Zelda 2 run. Hey, what's up, Storm? She was there for it. Uh, Fernando, welcome in. Uh, it's so weird to call you by your, your uh, actual name. So, But yeah, I, I love it. It's a beautiful name. So, um, Everybody, uh, we're, we're glad to... Stormy! We're so glad to have you guys today. Um, Beer Clock Podcast. It's a time to just... It's, it's what Beer Clock is supposed to all be about. You've had a long day. The day's over. It's done. You just want to sit and chill with a good buddy. Just shoot the poo and enjoy some cold, refreshing beverages. And that's what we're doing here. So for my, my first beverage is going to be a water. <laughs> Ooh, you devil. You daredevil, you. Right, exactly. We're cranking it up to 11. <laughs> you know, oh a side note about water. The uh, city that I live in, in Ohio... Uh, won the Water Olympics uh, for, they claim it's the world, but I'm assuming that that means like the U.S., uh, but they want the title for best tasting water. Oh, best tasting water. In the country. Wow. Well, that's, well, I, as if I didn't already have a hundred reasons to need to come up and pay you a visit, uh, right. that sweet, sweet water. Right. <laughs> right. You know what that makes me think of, uh, you know, talking about like delicious water. Um, I, when I was a kid, uh, Hey, what's up, Steve Kincaid, Jerry Craddock. Welcome in here, guys. Crack open a cold one and hang out with us. Um, okay. When I was a kid, uh, we went to this church camp in, uh, on the Texas, Oklahoma border at this place called Texoma. 
um, super, super uh, innovative name, right? <laughs> Texoma. Right. <laughs> They're yeah. like, it's half Texas, half Oklahoma. Texoma. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was a drunken decision right there, it sounds like. So, um, but, anyways, uh, it was hotter than the fires of hell uh, every year that we went there. And uh, it was. I mean, you're, you're out there and you're in the sun all day long, practically dying of heat stroke. And the only water that they had was the camp's water. Like the, they didn't have like bottled water or anything like that. And it tasted like you were drinking sweat from Satan's gooch. Uh, it was like the most disgusting water I have ever drank in my life. And it like, it, I, you know, and I was like, you know, Steve, you're going a little far there. But then the other part of my mind was like, no, that water was terrible. It has it scarred you for life. You should, if you drink something and it sticks out that far in your memory that like, even now just thinking about it, like it makes me kind of like, uh, 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 like I shiver just a little bit. The most disgusting water I've ever had. So yeah. I didn't know water could be that bad. Uh, nor did I. It's like, how has, how's it even possible? You like know, it's supposed to be tasteless. <laughs> I, I know it's like it's a, it's a tasteless beverage. If there's any flavor at all, you've already failed. You've already failed. Right. <laughs> it's like what the heck, man? Which so. is kind of like the oxymoron of world's best tasting water. Like, what does that mean? This tastes the most like nothing. It's like saying model prisoner <laughs> or, or something. <laughs> right. Right. Model prisoner. Nice uh, <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But oh, that water, oh, like even now it's just like, how did we, but it was all that was there. Uh, so it was like, water touched you, Steve. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's, I am scarred, uh, from that water. Uh, and, but you, when you're dying of thirst, it's one of those situations where like, you'll drink a whole lot of things, you know, bear grills will drink his own urine when he's stranded in the middle of the desert. And that's pretty much uh, the decision that we had to make when it came to drinking water at Lake Texoma was drinking this disgusting, nasty water. Uh, oh, God, I, I can't even. Uh, Hell I of an endorsement. Yeah, that's as much as I can say. <laughs> right. So don't visit Texoma. <laughs> Texclahoma, whatever it's called. Texoma. <laughs> no, I like Texclahoma better, actually. Texas. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma, you know, but then there's also a Texarkana. Uh, so it's like Texas, Arkansas, Texarkana. Mm, I don't know. Yeah. Wow. So yeah, uh, storm uh, got to survive. I mean, exactly. I mean, cause if we hadn't drank it, we would have been dropping like flies from heat stroke. Um, um, yeah. Oh God. It, but so, yeah. Bring your own damn water. <laughs> I, don't want, I don't want my water to be judged on the podcast later, so bring your own damn water. <laughs> Little known fact, says Adam, Lake Texoma was actually the lowest circle in Dante's Inferno. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, hey, what's up, Retro Storm? Yeah, it was the worst. It was awful. Ugh, man, yeah. Um, it's, <laughs> it said, hey, now watch your My next tourist destination. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's somewhere where it's stupid hot and the water tastes like shit? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> you know, anywhere. You know, and, and like literally, literally tasted like excrement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
I, I'm even I'm getting upset just talking about it. Like I'm like I'm I'm kind of like. <laughs> it makes it sound like you just took a water pitcher and then went to the actual lake itself <laughs> and just dipped it in there. I, I wish I could film myself doing that. <laughs> oh my gosh! This tastes like shit. Right. Well, yeah, it's, you know, it's because there are living creatures in there, Steve. Oh man, um, yeah. I mean, seriously, what were we drinking? But uh, hey, uh, on the <laughs> storm, it's okay. It's over, Steve. Calm down. Uh, <laughs> hey, on You're that note, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's like I've got to move past it. Right? It's it's only been forty years. Um, Adam, what what are you drinking tonight? So I went a little rogue this week. Um, if you had tuned in last week, uh, you would have known that I sent pictures of Steve a beer case of the place that I was at and had him pick my beer for the podcast. So I ch- was trying to do that this week, but he was ended up being busy. So I just kind of perused the aisles. And uh, as you guys know, I really like uh, like fruity, sour beers. But I was like, well, it's starting to get cold. It's time for something to be a little more on like the winter warmer end now i mean still this is not like a strong beer so please don't roast me um keyword roast uh but this is a coffee vanilla cream ale um says light-bodied brilliant clarity iced coffee um and that is from wolf's ridge brewing here in the capital of ohio columbus uh columbus has a lot of breweries not nearly as much as cincinnati uh, but the craft beer game is strong up there. So I had never had anything from Wolf's Ridge Brewing before. And I was like, eh, why not? I kind of like coffee and whatnot. So last night, um, I was telling my wife about it, showed her the can. And I was like, let's try one of these. So I opened it and I was like, I took a drink of it. And I was like, it could have some more vanilla to it. And so she takes a drink of it and she's like, that's delicious. I love coffee. This beer's mine now. And I'm like, well, what about, I thought we were going to share it. She said, well, what are you going to do? Drink all six of them? And I'm like, well, <laughs> maybe I had planned on it, just maybe not all on the podcast. Right. Uh, and so then later that night, uh, I hear her go in the kitchen for something and she goes, take another one. Take another one. And I was like, well, okay. Well, I got I got two beers in for the podcast, but if you would think of an iced coffee ale, I kind of wanted to show this because you would think it would be at least kind of brown or black in color along those lines. Uh, and this just kind of pours like a Bud Light, which is super weird. Interesting. Uh, yeah, it does drink like coffee, like the taste wise and stuff. Just like when don't put the word vanilla on there if you're just going to like you know, tease me with it, you know, like. You don't have to put a crap ton in there. This is, <laughs> you know, this is just like we just put it on the can and then squeezed one drop into that. And we were like, All right, we're good. Start around, ship it out. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? Because I was uh, going back and just kind of get prepping for tonight, and I was rewatching the last episode where we were talking about like Star Tropics had come up, and you're like, yeah, I need to play that, and I was describing it, and I'm and it's it's funny because I feel the need to defend it because it really isn't a terrible game, but at the same time, it's a terrible, terrible game. And the thing I said was, I'm like, how many drops of pee need to be in a pot of soup before you won't eat the soup anymore? <laughs> One drop. That's all that it takes. You know, it is like Star Tropics is a pot of a delicious 
pot of soup with a single drop of pee in it. <laughs> you, you don't need it. You don't need that in One your life. Too much. <laughs> One drop is too much. And there's actually several drops in Star Tropics. So, um, okay. Steve Kincaid said, I passed out at Lollapalooza in 93 from heat stroke after tool was on. I hope you didn't miss tool, Steve. Oh my gosh, man. Uh, but uh, I'm, I'm glad you survived, buddy. <laughs> I think he means O three. 3 or no, no, that's, I'm sorry. A different festival. It was 93. My bad. For a second, I was going Bonnaroo Tool, and I thought maybe that had been in like 03. Uh, okay, now that gotcha. I think about it, I think that's even way off. So forget that I said anything, Steve. You were absolutely right. <laughs> as long as we got that out of the way, right? Yeah, just delete that. <laughs> time filler, time filler. <laughs> that's hilarious. Uh, yeah. It, Okay, so no, Carrie makes a very good point. It's like after Tool was on, so it was after they finished, or was it after they started? Steve Kincaid, we need you to update us. Uh, so fill us in here in the chat. So uh, Retro Storm, good to see you back again. Um, Dwight Davis, uh, it was the water that gets slashed back on your butt when you're pooping, aka the kiss of Poseidon. Kiss of Poseidon. That that's yeah, that's that's very indicative of what that water tasted like. So yes, uh, thank you, Steve, for helping. Or for, As if for we Dwight all for have a frame himself. of reference of what that tastes like. Oh, like oh yeah, that's bad. That's what it tastes. Yeah, I yeah. the first time I drank. The kiss of Poseidon water. <laughs> the kiss of Poseidon water. Welcome to Lake Texoma. Glad to have you. <laughs> you know, they could just put kiss of Poseidon next to it with like a jazzy advertisement and make it sound like something that's like, you know, a good thing. And then they get there. They're like, oh, they meant that kiss of Poseidon. That one. Oh, right. <laughs> the bad one. <laughs> the bad one, guys. It tastes like poop. It's the bad one. They drink it and they're like, oh, wait, I forgot. That's what that means. <laughs> uh, Pete. Like over just Rick rolled you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the oh the worst the worst jerry um uh, pete welcome in buddy here so all right well that sounds good adam and, and i i am also kind of intrigued by how you had shown that it's not very dark it, it looks like uh it's not no um <laughs> speaking on that note um wait moldy gamer tv i passed that brewery adam in the brewery district before oh interesting oh hell yeah um moldy only lives like an hour and a half maybe two hours away from me oh is that so Wow, yeah. that's cool. See, I don't have anyone around here, man. I'm all alone. Adam, you need to move down here. Be closer to me. Come sit in my lap. <laughs> come, <laughs> tell me. Come sit in my lap. Tell me Tell me what you want under the tree. Andrew Harris says, Adam, you look good in red. You do look good in red. Oh, shucks. Thanks, guys. Now, now you're kind of gingery, though, aren't you? Um, well, when I had hair. Uh, thanks for bringing that up. Um, it it wasn't red. I just have red in my beard. Oh, okay. I was like, okay. A, I was like a strawberry blonde. Don't judge me, Adam. I all I can all I have to go off of is the beard hair. <laughs> That's all we all have to go off of anymore. Steve, thanks for bringing it up. You're a beautiful bald man, Adam. Uh, oh, I wear it. Well. Ten out of ten would take home to mom. So. Oh, shit. <laughs> very uh, polite about it too <laughs> you're right yeah you, you nice gotta to meet you mrs askins the, that should be the name of his beer <laughs> gingery nice um that's funny um so you're kind of on the the the, the note of uh, dark beers i went really dark here uh 
for uh, this one, it's the Guinness Draft Stout, which this is not like, I mean, not to down it or anything like that, but it, I don't. I say, I say that it's not really a, anything special because it's it, it's a it's a Guinness Draft Stout. I mean, it, that, it's been around forever, but. I like this beer, number one. And number two, I got it because, um, what does it say? Our legendary Guinness Draft Stout in a collectible can celebrating the famed Guinness campaigns of the 1930s and 50s. So so there you go. It's in a nice, precious little can with the, with the toucan so, on it. Just so we're clear, on craft beer podcast night, you went out and bought a Guinness. <laughs> well, I never said craft beer, yeah, but but no, we do I mean, actually I typically feel like that was implied. Implied. Well, I am I actually mean, more of a craft beer guy myself, actually. But that's like, oh, tonight I'm going to be enjoying a. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever had this before, but Bud Light. Uh, it's from the uh, Anheuser-Busch Brewery Company. <laughs> extra, extra special Bud Light, right? Look yeah. how this works, guys. <laughs> look how thin and crappy it is. Yeah, look, try, look at this. This, you, this might be something that you've, you've never experienced before. Uh, yeah, talk about it like it's this really exotic thing. Speaking of which, we're going to we're gonna bring up old laundry again uh, from, the, from the last episode. I was talking about British Knights on the last episode and everyone was like, what the hell are you talking about, Steve? British knights are stupid and nobody liked them. I went back and I was like, I think that was just me. Was that? No, no, no. Andrew Harris, ATH, you're in here too. Uh, ATH was, it was piling on that too. Somebody else was, but I can't remember. Uh, So I'm just going to blame you two right now. But (laughs) I I went back and I Googled it and uh, no, BKs were, were big and um, like, 1980s hip hop artists were uh, uh, were endorsing them and stuff. And you know what else I thought of is in the old NES game Arch Rivals. You ever play Arch Rivals, Adam? I have. Arch yes. Rivals. Oh, it's a fantastic game, and it's still very fun on the NES, even though it's obviously quite a bit limited uh, compared to what it was in the arcade. But um, Arch Rivals, uh, on, in the background on the NES version, I don't know about the arcade or not because I haven't played the arcade version in years, but there's a, a British Knights sign in the background even made it into that game. So I'm not absolutely crazy. Maybe just Hitting mildly. big time. <laughs> made it into a low-budget NES game. Right. <laughs> the, the, we, you know what? We need to work out a way to play that game together sometime because that game is just a riot. No, um, definitely be down. Uh, Todd Nickirk says, I hope I pronounced your name right, Todd. Uh, I know I can get, I know I'm saying Todd correctly, if nothing else. And then he'll reply in a second and be like, actually, it's Chode. Um, there's umlauts over it. But, um, no, uh, ha- it said, thanks for cheering me up today. Had a rough day. Got laid off. So drinking beer, Todd, I have been in your shoes. I am in your shoes. I was also laid off recently. So I feel you, buddy. Crack one open and hang out with us tonight. Uh, what's up, Gil Guerrero, Dallas Massey. Welcome in here, dude. People uh, patting our boy Todd on the back. That's good to hear. Pushes me to start streaming. I've been wanting to do it. Hey, yeah, take a crack at it, man. It's something to do, you know, kind of relaxing and have a little bit of fun when you're uh, whiling away those days when you used to have to go clock in. So best wishes there. I'm going to start. I'm pouring off camera so people don't judge me on my pour like they did last time. Oh, we all saw it last time. (laughs) Well, I'm a lot smart. how to do it well, and he's like, that's not Oh my gosh. Yeah. Can you hear her mic over there? But, um, no, the, uh, the thing was last time I was so stupid. I was trying to do it in front of the camera, but the way my microphone is, it like made me, uh, it was just awful. So anyways, it's much better this time, but, uh, 
Sure so, is. so happy to uh, to have everybody in here tonight. Beer Karens. <laughs> <laughs> Blacktop Pumps, uh, Moldy Gamer says, was that you? Who, uh, I, no, I think that was Daniel Oldenkamp who said he had Reebok Blacktop shoes. I had Blacktops. I thought I was a real pump for a uh, real pimp for having those black tops. You still are, Steve. Oh, thanks, buddy. I appreciate that. So, um, so we already talked about our beers. I feel like I'm forgetting something. Am I forgetting something? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> Carrie said, "Telling everyone how awesome your wife is. She's she's awesome, even though she." Wines about my beer pour, <laughs> but, but everybody else did too. So, um, I guess we can launch into uh, launch into if I could just speak English, launch into uh, one of our articles for tonight. So, um, I got up on the screen here Aubrey Plaza hints at potential Parks and Rec movie. Uh, Aubrey Plaza, of course, she played April Ludgate. Uh, married to Andy Dwyer, uh, you know, the, the, she's the snarky one folks, in case you didn't remember, um, borderline like Gothic in the middle, in the beginning of the series. Yeah. You know, she, she kind of had a little gothy thing going on there for a little bit. Um, yeah. so yeah, yeah. You are remembering correctly. Um, she, hint, it's a, it's a great show. Um, who, who was your favorite character? Let's ask you that before we get in here too far. Uh, Ron Swanson. Ron Swanson, of course. How I know it... that's like a, that's an easy go-to, but I mean, if the shoe fits, you have to wear it. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, um, I had more like laugh out loud moments to either how he would react to things or just like his talking head moments mm -hmm. uh, more than I did anyone else. Andy Dwyer is close. Yeah, uh, and Andy Dwyer, he only got better as the series went on. I felt like Ron was really strong out of the gate. But Andy yeah. got so good uh, the later and later in the series it went. I would agree with that completely. Yep. Very enjoyable show. Um, so hints at potential Parks and Rec movie. Oh, and, I, and I'll chime in there as well. Ron Swanson, also my favorite. You know, gotta be. So. Okay. Um, says, uh, it's always the case some of our favorite shows end, leaving millions of us heartbroken. And there are sitcoms that we wish could continue forever. The Office, Modern Family, and of course, Parks and Recreation are just some of these comedies. Now, uh, I'm going to confess something kind of stupid here to everybody is uh, I was so bummed when Parks and Rec ended that I have still to this day never watched the final episode because in my mind, it's still on the air. <laughs> but I it's, thought they did a really good job of ending Parks and Rec. I thought the ending was way better than most sitcom endings in my opinion that's good that's good to hear i should go you know now that we're you know in covid season and we're all streaming everything in the world i should probably finally go and watch that um look at the the cast uh there the show all just kind of celebrating together um Aubrey weighed in on the beloved NBC sitcom coming back while promoting her movie Black Bear. The actress was asked about the possibility of a Parks and Rec movie. Uh, talking to BuzzFeed, Plaza said she had, quote unquote, no idea. Uh, but don't be disappointed. She continued, are we done with Parks and Rec? No. Will there be a movie? Yes. Do I know this for sure? No. 
So it's great journalism. Right I know it's like, so part of me was like, well, why is this even an article? But basically it says that there has been talks though of this actually happening. Um, I think I the, she says, quote, no idea, unquote. <laughs> it's almost like you make it sound like so professional in reality. It's like she's walking by, like, "Hey, Aubrey, is there going to be a uh, you know Parks and Rec movie?" No idea, you know, and just keeps walking. But like the way it sounds, it's like they had they had a sit down, like intimate conversation, and she was like, "I have no idea." <laughs> you know, like, I, 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 I kind of feel like the headline of the article should should have just been Aubrey Plaza talk to us. Yeah, <laughs> that's. We all. asked Audrey Plaza a question, and she said no idea. She said nothing of value, <laughs> which really is the case of what happened in this article. But the 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 real meat here being that, regardless of what Aubrey said, it has actually been discussed to make a uh, Parks and Rec number one to make a Parks and Rec movie. But then the other thing would be to do a. Uh, not a reboot, but like almost a revival, like to bring the cast and crew back uh, and do another season or two, you know, not to I don't, see. I wouldn't want that. Okay. So that was going to be my question is first of all, is that something that you would want? So Adam, you said no. Yeah. Why no? Because it's almost just like making a sequel to a comedy, you know, like you always go back to the material, like the source material that everybody loved beforehand. And then you try to kind of, rehash it or like recycle it but like in a new way and it never it never comes out like the first one did and so it just kind of seems like the magic or the charm about what was original about it in the beginning is no longer there and it almost kind of just seems like forced or something like that i mean there are very very rare comedy sequel exceptions um ace ventura 2 that holds up with as much as the first one does uh, but there's been like some sequels of legendary comedies like Dumb and Dumber and like um, Super Troopers and things like that. You watch the second one and you're just like, this just is not as good. Like I would rather had not seen it and then just kept the memory of the original without having to like cut that out. Which is what I feel like a revival of Parks and Rec would be. Yes, it's the same people. Yes, it's probably going to be have its funny moments or whatever. But will it be will it be as good as the original? Like, I mean, I would probably not. <laughs> I would say ninety percent probably not. No, I I agree with you there. Um, did I enjoy the show? Yes. Do I think it should come back? No, I don't. I think um, you know, whatever's gonna happen, uh, going forward, the show will never be the same. And, uh, because of that, you're very, very likely to just kind of ruin the legacy of what was such a fantastic show, which, um, there has been a lot of buzz online. I'm, I'm not at all going to say that there's been talk of it actually happening because I don't believe there has number one and number two. I'm just not certain. So I don't want to be like, Oh yeah. And then that's not all the case. But the, uh, right. the thing is, is like a lot of people talk about, do uh, having an office revival now adam yeah. and i are both huge fans of the office are we not adam very much so very much so uh do i think they should bring back the office i 1000 percent do not think they should bring it back and the at least it's a little bit different for the office than it is for parks and rec uh but like the office 
the humor in that show was so edgy, even for back then, a lot of times without yeah. being just straight up, like it wasn't like I'm, when I say edgy, I don't mean like HBO edgy or anything like that, but they took a lot for, of risks. For local television, it was edgy. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, I think Steve Corelli himself even said that if they were to have shot the same show now, now versus when they did, it wouldn't do nearly as well because of some of the topics and stuff and how things are presented in that show. Like people would like get upset about now. Right. Whereas before they, they wouldn't have not like, a, not like going like we're all snowflakes now or anything like that. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying it is a different time now than it was back when they filmed that show originally. Yeah. Right. Um, no. And, and yeah, so much has changed that, uh, I, I don't know that the comedy, I think people watch it now through the lens of the fact that it was a comedy that came out years and years ago. And that's how the world was then. And it kind of gets a pass, uh, as a result, but I don't know that it would, uh, that they would be able to get away with the same things that they got away with back then. And, uh, I don't think, uh, yeah, I think bringing it back would be a huge mistake to the same token. I also think that bringing back uh, parks and rec would be a huge mistake because again, so much has changed since then. The show is iconic and it's got so many incredibly devoted fans. And to do that, you're really just setting yourself up to, you know, like I said, everyone is going to judge you against this fantastic thing. And it's not even necessarily that it's fantastic. It's also, it's fantastic right here, but it's also fantastic up here because what people have built it up to in their minds in all the years since then, it's like, Oh, it was the greatest show ever, blah, 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 blah. You know, bringing it back. Uh, you're going to have to, oh, you're going to have to top this, not just the fantasticness that it already was, but the, uber built up in people's minds level of fantastic and i just don't know that you can do that and that's almost impossible yeah right you know like it's almost impossible to to come up with something that's so much more original than what the original material was but also try to keep it in the same vein like i, I feel like that's impossible to live up to people like hype and things like that mm -hmm. it's almost you know you're almost doomed to fail i feel like Doomed to fail. Perfect way to put uh, to put that. Um, um, and Keith says the second waiting movie sucks, but for a few parts. And that's actually very ironic because when I was talking about my list of movies that I think this, the sequel holds up to the original, the second waiting is one of those movies, in my opinion. <clears throat> and I like honestly probably couldn't name five sequels to comedies that i think stand that hold, hold up to the original i probably couldn't think of five unless i really sat here and thought about it but the second waiting and ace ventura 2 are probably my first go-to so of all the movies to mention that suck <laughs> i just find that to be very ironic so good job keith you good job it. keith um okay uh Storm said uh, the expectation is to live up to the original and just not being that great, not bad. But I think that's exactly, you know, really kind of where I, what I feel about it is just that like living up to those expectations. I really honestly don't even know that it's possible. Um, Daniel crazy clay says uh, after watching uh, the office parks and rec was just annoying for us. I don't know. We never really got into it. Um, that kind of, I'm actually, I'm going to put a pin in that, Daniel. Uh, I want to come back to that comment because I, 
want to agree with you a little bit, uh, but we're going to read a couple more comments here. Um, like when Bart Simpson said, who the hell are you back in the day? Oh man, that was huge, man. Remember when, how people like lost their minds when the Simpsons, it's like, Oh man, it's a cartoon that's cursing. What in the heck? It was just crazy. Yeah. Um, storm. I prefer to keep the memory, uh, than watch it fall on a reboot. Uh, yeah. Great, great way to put it. Um, the, uh, what if the reboot is really good? Says Daniel. I mean, that's a legit question. Um, but uh, I think there that and like Storm said, that is the risk. Um, is that you have all those expectations to try to live up to, and hype uh, to live up to, and uh, as so many things in the world uh, are making clear to us these days, <clears throat> cyberpunk uh, that hype can destroy. Uh, the potential oh thank you (laughs) (laughs) hype can destroy the potential uh, of enjoyability of something just because people get too worked up about stuff and i don't know if that's a 2020 thing or if that's just a humanity thing um but uh so going back to what daniel said uh i wanted to bring this 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 topic up because number one parks and rec is a huge show that i very 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 much enjoyed um on the flip side of that though i will say uh, since quarantine season, uh, I've streamed a lot of stuff and I went back, I had watched the office for like the eighth time in quarantine. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? I need to switch it up. Let's watch some parks and rec. Went and watched parks and rec did not hold up for me, man. Oh, wow, man. Yeah. You so going to make me cry. <laughs> and I'll tell you, um, April Ludgate, uh, Aubrey Plaza, the one who uh, started this whole conversation. Uh, she's the kind of the one who ruined it for me. Like I found, uh, found her like kind of funny and quirky and stuff back in the day. The, when I go back and watching it, she just annoyed the heck out of me. Um, I, there were still very, very, very many parts of the show that I enjoyed, but, uh, that combined with a few other elements made the show, like I would have given it an a plus plus, uh, back when it was on the air and, um, rewatching it. I think I'm going to give it a B minus cause it's a good little student. Uh, but I almost want to give it a high C. Uh, has there been anything that you watched, you know, uh, in childhood or, you know, whatever that you went back to years later and it just didn't hold up for you? And let's say a so, chat chime in on this as well. Okay. So it wasn't like a two year span. It was probably more of a 20 year span. Uh, but growing up as a kid, I loved the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles cartoon, as did we all in our generation or you know like i feel like you was part of your saturday morning routine and even monday through thursday i think it came on like at four or five o'clock or something anyway used to watch it all the time and loved it as a kid so i'm like going through my grocery store one day and there's like had like a bargain bin of dvds so there was like season after season of the tenant of the tmnt cartoon for like five bucks a piece Ooh. and i was like honey get the card over here we have hit a gold mine <laughs> You know, so I'm just like, I'm throwing them in. I'm like, I'm so pumped for this. I cannot wait. And I came home and I put it in and I'm like, okay, that was really stupid and cheesy, but it's okay. We're here for nostalgia. Okay, <laughs> that joke was really bad. All right, but we're still here. We had great memories. 
oh my god, the animation errors in this show are terrible. And so then by like episode four, I was like, how did I even enjoy this as a child? This is like a series of dad jokes. And half the time, the bandanas are the wrong color. And, you know, it's like, <laughs> it just, it doesn't make any sense. It's just a terrible cartoon. <laughs> it's just, a, it's just a terrible cartoon. <laughs> Come in with your best cartoon. Yeah, man, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, needless to say, I don't even know if I still have them and I could care less. Uh, wow, I, man. I wish I would have not watched it again because i you know now i can't say oh the tmet cartoon was awesome growing up now i got to put asterisk it sucks now (laughs) yeah throw that asterisk on there right yeah no i hear you man and there's uh actually let's see here um mario brothers super show i wish super mario brothers super show i wish it was good says richard ferguson that was one of the ones that i thought of as well when you'd mentioned this is uh um the super mario brothers super show um i loved it as a kid never saw it oh wow man you should watch it now if anything else just to understand what it was uh but it is awful (laughs) the acting is terrible uh the 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 scripts all that is just beyond ridiculous excuse me um the uh cartoons same kind of deal. Like there's lots of like animation errors and stuff where you're like, Oh my God, wow, this stuff got to pass. You know, this is this, somebody signed off on, on this and said, Oh yeah, for sure. This is great. Put this out into the world. Yeah. And then like the actors are reading the script and they're like, are you serious? <laughs> you want me to say what? <laughs> hey, Mr. Like, oh, G mentions he man. I'm <laughs> oh, sorry. What was that? It's like, you know, like, you want me to say what? And be like, ah, whatever. I got to get paid. I'll say <laughs> Right. Yeah. We need to cash that check, baby. <laughs> my studio apartment next Friday. Let's go. <laughs> Mr. G mentioned He-Man and She-Ra, you know, which are like deeply treasured uh, mm. IPs. But like, yeah, you go back and watch them and it's like, oh my gosh. Wow. I don't think that any cartoon in history has more animation errors than the original Transformers. And Transformers is something that I hold near and dear to my heart. And I do actually own seasons of the cartoon and it still is good to this day. Oh, wow. Uh, but the, an- the animation errors in there are atrocious though. Yeah. I always, I love when like uh, they're in a scene and like there's someone on the screen who's red and then the camera cuts away from them and then it goes back to them and suddenly they're like green for a half a second or something. And it's like, yeah, wait, wait, what, what (laughs) that, that happens so many times in super Mario Brothers super show where it's like Mario standing there and he's talking to Luigi and then suddenly they're both wearing green. (laughs) Wait, hold on. (laughs) How did nobody catch this? (laughs) <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Nobody cared apparently uh, because they threw just... a bowl of honey nut Cheerios, and I noticed this shit. <laughs> <laughs> they were just pumping them out, man. Uh, yeah, I guess. Um, but yeah, there's there's so many of those things that uh, you go back and you watch them that, like as a kid or whatever, they just ruled so hard. And then uh, now, uh, when you go back and you watch them, it's like, oh wow, this is actually kind of rough, man. Um, yeah, Gil's got a good point. He says, remember, the cartoons were just there to help sell the toys. And, you know, when you look at it in that aspect, it kind of makes more sense. Like, 
we don't really got to put a lot of effort in this. We just have to give these kids something to make them want to, you know, spend the real money on the, you know, the, the, the toy part of it, the merchandising aspect of it. So, what, Mario's, uh, guys, Mario's green here for like two seconds. Yeah, who gives a shit? We're coming out with uh, Mario 3 here next month. Push it out, you know, like maybe, you know, when you look at it that way, now all of a sudden animation errors and stuff like that makes sense because they probably didn't care that much. <laughs> right. <laughs> Never looked at it like that, Gil. Mind blown. No, that and, and it's a great point because really that's what it was about. And um, it's funny because uh, I was talking with, uh, seriously, like a, a guy I've been friends with since sixth grade uh, yesterday because he was watching one of my streams and I have this deal where people can redeem channel points to see an item out of my collection. Well, the, 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 the collection item I showed was it's a sealed box of super Mario brothers movie. You remember the movie that went, was I, in, I do. Yeah. That it was uh, yeah. a sealed box of super Mario brothers movie trading cards. Now they had trading cards for everything back then, they everything. Did. And sure. even awful movies like the super Mario brothers movie. <laughs> But yeah, it was all about selling toys, selling those trading cards, and I kind of feel like the quality. Yeah, people are like, yeah, just just poop that one out, and people will yeah. watch it. It's the Ninja Turtles; they'll love it. Who cares? Come on. We gotta do another one tomorrow. Push it out. We got no. Donatello running around in a red bandana. Who cares? Who gives a crap? It's fine. Richard Ferguson. The kids will know who they are. <laughs> right? Yeah, they know. They can follow. They're paying Not attention. Not the nerd community <laughs> like, in their late thirties. <laughs> Uh, technically, that's supposed to be Donatello. Actually. You know, actually. Uh, Richard Ferguson Richard yeah, said, the 90s Tom Green show. I must be old because now it's idiocy. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, yeah, I, I remember things like that where it's like, oh, this is the height of comedy. And then you watch it and you're like, wow, this actually isn't this that. Is you know what happened recently with me with that was the movie uh the other guys with will ferrell and mark Wahlberg. i loved that movie years ago I do too. and i went back and watched it recently and i'm like man this really isn't doing it for me like it has some really God, funny moments ruining my life right now. it has some great moments but again it just does not hold up it does not hold up he could go all the way at not holding up um i still on stream use the reference from the movie whenever i like i'm hitting something or whatever like my weapon sucks or i'm not doing any damage i still say like i must be hitting with like a napkin from a three-year-old's birthday party <laughs> <laughs> and he says something to the effect in that movie where he's like um like your farts are like a like a three-year-old blowing out his candle <laughs> right <laughs> Like I, that whole scene with that whole thing with the the lions and the whatever he's like the the, the lions and the seals, you know, he's like, <laughs> right, yeah, kid, you know, and we're, yeah, like, something we're your series of breathing apparatus with kelp. <laughs> guess what? We just tasted lion and we love it. <laughs> you know? We win or that whatever, battle. Like, we win that battle nine times out of ten. Nine <laughs> times out of ten. Like, I mean, that whole scene is just absolutely hysterical. And you're and you're saying that that doesn't do it for you, Steve? That, as a whole, again, as a whole, there are still very, very funny moments in that movie. Uh, and very, very many redeeming qualities. But no, as a whole, it doesn't do it for me. But I'll tell you, that, that movie gets extra bonus points 
in my mind because it has that fight scene at the end where they play Icky Thump by the White Stripes. And good Lord, oh, every fight scene in every movie should have a White Stripes song uh, as the backing song, in my opinion. So, um, yeah, I thought that was pretty awesome. So, um, <laughs> Moldy Gamer says, Pineapple Express used to be really funny to me. Now I'm just like, hmm, is this really funny or was the flower just that good? <laughs> I still love Pineapple Express and I've watched it recently even. So to me, I still dig it. Um, yeah, people are like really judging my taste tonight. Keith is like, WTF, Steve. <laughs> Adam, I mean, we're just throwing around strong opinions about sacred things today. Let's right? get controversial tonight. Tonight's the night that, that... Charles cartoon sucks. <laughs> you know, like, Screw Transformers. <laughs> no second season of Parks and Rec. Boycott. <laughs> hey, what's up, Willie? Will, welcome in, buddy. Um, the show on Netflix called "The Toys That Made Us" is an amazing show. Throw, uh, throwing back to our youth, says Keith and Storm uh, had mentioned that earlier. Uh, yes, the toys that made us and the movies that made us uh, are really great. If you guys haven't watched those, you need to watch them. Uh, yeah, the toys that made us and the movies that made us. So yeah, Keith and Storm definitely give their uh, endorsement. I give it myself as well. Really, really good uh, if you're into that stuff. Um, Again, I think Pineapple Express, I think the first half of that movie is fantastic. The second half, not so much. You know, so you don't like it so much when it gets into like all the battles and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I mean, to me, it kind of just loses the, the stupid comedy vibe. Like, now all of a sudden, we're doing a half-ass action movie. You know? <laughs> like, as, like, Super Troopers. First half of Super Troopers, absolute gold. Second half, terrible. <laughs> you know what that reminds me of? When I was a kid, uh, one of my best friends at the time, he... no one t Okay, I'll, let's tell from the beginning. One time I go over to his house... And he's like, hey, you want to watch Home Alone? And obviously I was like, heck yes, I want to watch Home Alone. Who doesn't want to watch Home Alone? Well, so we go to watch Home Alone and he doesn't turn on Home Alone. He pops the tape in and it's just the part at the end where Kevin uh, McAllister is pranking the, the burglars. Great part of the movie. But you can't just watch that part. You got to watch all the stuff that leads up to that. Um, I, I never understood that. Uh, but that was something that uh, that he did. And just he all he wanted to watch was the end part. And I remember watching it with him. And he's like laughing like a crazy person. And I'm like in the internally like pretentious Steve is like, I have no context. <laughs> I need context I, to appreciate this context. man falling down the stairs. <laughs> I mean, because the cost, the context is so rich and thick in the Home Alone franchise. It's a tapestry. Uh, it is. Uh, <laughs> <it's>... <laughs> By the way, actually, Adam, what, what is your your tapestry you have back there? Someone asked about that earlier, and we didn't ever comment on it. Oh, it's the uh, map of Middle Earth um, from the J.R.R. Tolkien universe. So there you go. Nerd. nerd alert. I wish I had a nerd alert soundbite thing that I could use right now, but, uh, you need to get one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> all right. Hey, Moldy. Uh, and, uh, I think Moldy is still in the chat. If he still is, I hope so. Um, I just want to give a huge shout out to him. Um, I reached out to him for, uh, some graphics for, um, my, my monthly supporter, uh, stickers and t-shirts and stuff like that. And all I really had at the time was some ideas that like, I had just had in my brain. And he was willing to work with me and 
he was very patient for about a month and a half just kind of going back and forth and getting the, the designs out right and he was super cool about it the whole time and uh very uh really good at what he does as well uh, That's awesome. so and actually we are we have already got it finalized i've got um stuff going out coming it's all very exciting and i have him to thank for that and uh just an overall good dude um, and a great uh, great streamer as well and can't thank him enough for all your help on the uh, holiday swag brother so thank you very much that's awesome man um well yeah. we're uh, i hope he's around for that and if not we'll have to clip that and send it to him so <laughs> so uh big ups to multi gamer uh, that's pretty cool um yeah very Back on the topic of uh, Home Alone, uh, it's so funny that that came up organically even. Like, we didn't even plan that. So, yeah, pat ourselves on the back here. Um, right. <laughs> 100%. Um, Home Alone director calls Ryan Reynolds' reboot an insult uh, to the art of cinema. Home Alone is not the godfather, but you have to treat it with that kind of respect. So, again, plug Do you, though? Do, do you? Do you? <laughs> Should you? Would you? I mean, we're we are talking about the same movie, right? I mean, it's yes, it's a classic, I suppose. But <laughs> it's about a little kid pranking burglars. Like, <laughs> you're gonna put that like we have to treat it with the same level as The Godfather. Really? <laughs> you know, uh, I would like to hear what what the chat's opinions on this are. We got a few people flexing followage in here. Adam Schmidt, six hundred twenty four days. Willie Will, 238 days. Mr. G, 615 days. Uh, what's up, fellas? Appreciate your support here. Um, what does the chat think about this? Um, Home Alone, it says, Home Alone is not the Godfather, but you should treat it with that kind of respect. Is a Home Alone reboot a good idea? I have a fart noise on my sound deck, and I wish I could play it. <laughs> here, you reach over like you're pushing a button, and I'll just make the sound in the microphone. <laughs> Here, do it again. I'll do a different sound. Perfect. <laughs> That's the one like you've been on a long car ride, uh, and you but you've been you've been holding it in for quite a while, and uh, you're in the car with somebody else, and you're like, I can't just let this thing out here. As soon as you open the door up, you put your leg up on the on the uh, the car seat, and it's just like, <laughs> just comes rumbling out of you, you know, like a like an eighteen wheeler. Such a <laughs> Frighteningly accurate description of what you just described. <laughs> well, we we uh, we we aim high uh, here at Retro Death Row, so um, never be let down that way. That's for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> Home Alone director Chris Columbus has called Ryan Reynolds's proposed reboot an insult to the art of cinema. Reflecting on the festive '90s film for an oral history to mark its 30th anniversary, Columbus said he was disappointed by the Deadpool actor's proposed R-rated remake called Stoned Alone. Um, and basically, what it, it what it is is it's like they kind of want to take the idea of, of Home Alone and redo it, but with like this guy's a stoner. And uh, was it Reynolds was attached to produce the film in 2018, which was described as a spiritual sequel to the original, focusing on a 20 something weed growing loser who misses the plane for his holiday trip. I don't know how you make the concept work like that, which is probably why uh, the last time it talks about Reynolds being attached to this thing was in 2018. But, um, you know, yeah, do I do I think Home Alone's the Godfather? No, but I do think it's a classic. So wait, Ryan Reynolds was attached to the movie, but then maybe like after he found out what their 
like what they were really gonna do with the movie he's like this is awful i'm leaving <laughs> kind of deal. i don't know that's a good question i haven't like deeply researched this now it says he was attached to produce the film in 2018 it almost made it sound like they pitched it to him and they was like you know what i think i can get behind this and then you know then he reads the rest of the script and he's like I can't do this. I can't this do this. This is, this is career suicide. I need You're to right. do those Mint so, Mobile commercials instead. As the what does he say? Um, is it is tr- truly a disgrace to the to the cinema of you know the art of cinema? Is it a disgrace? I mean, have you seen? There are really bad movies out there. And I'm sure this <laughs> is not going to be an exception, but <laughs> to ruin the art of cinema. I mean, that's... <laughs> I like how it's deeply cool. you feel about this, Adam. <laughs> Keep I going. Just, Come on. Lay it out here. Thank you for the stars, Will. I appreciate it. I just don't, I don't get it. I mean, of all movies to pick, you know, to take the stance on a Home Alone remake, a reboot, I guess, whatever you want to call it. We're going to die on the hill of Home Alone. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, there's some really crappy movies out there. I'm trying to think of a movie that people think is great that is that is really crap and like <laughs> them defending it because that idea just seems so funny to me. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'm, I hate that I'm drawing a blank right now because I could just go off on that. But <laughs> Mr. I G mean, says Ryan Reynolds should do Deadpool 3. Yes, he should. Yeah, that, there's yes. no question about that. But. Home Alone. <laughs> Oh my god. A disgrace to the art of cinema. There is a really interesting to the art of cinema. I want you to like think about that sentence. Let that soak in. Like home alone, people. The art of cinema. I mean that's like saying like we, we redid <laughs> Gone with the Wind starring Seth Rogen, you know, and James James Franco is the chick in it. <laughs> I can't remember her name off the rip. You know, like a blatant movie like that and then you'd be like oh this is just a disgrace to the art of cinema like there's no art of cinema attached to a remake a reboot of home alone I like, no. in my mind i'm picturing uh the interviewer sitting in a room with chris columbus uh and uh he makes the statement of a disgrace to the art of cinema and then sitting over in the corner is adam reading a newspaper and then shoo, he closes the newspaper. Like, excuse me. What we're, did you say? We're, we're we're talking about the movie where they slap him with the paint cans, right? That's the right. that's the movie, the fine cinema, the movie the where the kid who on. shoots a BB gun on the guy's ding dong. That that movie. Yeah. <laughs> that, that movie. <laughs> the, the yeah, that's the movie that we're talking about. Oh, okay, because I just wanted to make sure that I understood that that was the movie that we were defending as fine cinema. <laughs> It's like that meme where it's like the person cracks their fingers, turns on the caps lock, you know, like, <laughs> art of cinema. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Are you serious? Oh my gosh. I love how upset you're getting about it. It's like... <laughs> <laughs> I guess I never knew that Home Alone would trigger me so bad. Let the hate flow through you. <laughs> <laughs> Finding out more about myself as we do this podcast. <laughs> That's so funny, man. Uh, yeah, it's. Uh, I, I do think that statement is a very strong statement. But at very the same strong. time, I also think like uh, it's kind of like the whole Parks and Rec thing we just talked about. Like Home Alone is. I mean, it is Christmas to a lot of people. 
And uh, to take on something like that, you are definitely setting yourself up for an uphill battle in mixing yes. something like that. More, more. No, Carrie says more Christmas than Die Hard, to which I disagree. Actually, one th- before we move on here, I wanted to mention one other thing, though. Um, there has been no update on Reynolds stoned alone since 2018, but Disney Plus has since made a remake starring Rob Delaney, Ellie Kemper, and Archie Yates, who starred in Jojo Rabbit, taking over the role originally held by Macaulay Culkin. So Disney Plus apparently has already made a Home Alone remake. It's not going to release until next year. You know, if I had any issues about wondering if I was going to sleep tonight, I no longer do. (laughs) I am at peace. (laughs) all is right in the universe the art of cinema is 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 defended (laughs) sorry i'll be right back i have to go set my dvr up right now screw you chris columbus adam gets on the message boards as as he gets out of here don't take my childhood from me let's make an independent troll twitter account and just bombard his account yeah 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 we we will set you up hi it's me again (laughs) nothing but posting hot takes on chris columbus uh related news so uh... hot takes (laughs) man this guy can't be stopped he's on Man, this guy is really giving it to Chris Columbus. <laughs> what, what did he do? What is his deal? What did Chris Columbus do? You know, he made that statement about the art of cinema. Oh yeah, I wanted to slap I'm a hoe so then. <laughs> Jeremy Stice says Disney Plus is uh, changing how TV works. You're seeing TV series linked to movies with the same actors. You know, they are. They really are changing though uh, how TV works. And I think, man. Um, and I'm not up on this, so I mean, chat, feel free to set me straight if I'm wrong here. But it's like I keep reading stuff about how like movie theaters are pretty much done for. That like I think like the last theater chain or something is set for bankruptcy next month or something. Like movie theaters aren't going to exist anymore. As much as I love not having to leave my house for stuff, I really kind of hate the idea of those things not existing anymore. Don't you? Yeah, I mean, as if they already weren't getting a kick in the balls from the streaming services that were offered already. Now with, like, the whole, like, social distancing stuff and things like that, I mean, they were already fighting an uphill battle. And then, you know, then they just poured hot burning oil on them (laughs) in March when that happened. And then Chris Columbus comes out of left field. (laughs) And then it was that God dang Chris Columbus, I tell you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah but oh but yeah where i was going with that is uh, what jeremy just followed up with is that like movies are going straight to these on-demand services you know like uh um the mulan movie went straight to disney plus um and there's more and more that are going to be doing that we're going to see movies going straight to uh streaming video services which again i think is i think i would have always liked to have seen it as an option because for me personally, I probably would have seen a lot more movies than I would have otherwise. That's how, I mean, I think that's how it would have benefited the movie industry because there's so many movies where I'm like, dude, I ain't spending like 40 bucks or whatever to go to the movies and watch that. But I would pay $10 to watch it at home, you know, or maybe yeah. 20, something like that. Um, but then by the time it's out on video, it's old news and it's like, screw that. And so it's like, there's a ton of movies I never watched as a result. Um, I think that would have seen a lot more stuff if on demand would have been an option. 
But now it's well, like, think, that may be all we have. Um, and I was going to say, but if they do that, if, they, if that's really how the, the trend is going to be, like, you know, they release a movie and then it's out on streaming services the same day, you know the cost of the streaming services is going to go up because everybody that makes those movies has still got to get paid. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and if they're yep. not getting it from the theater revenue, they're going to get it from the big providers and then the big providers are in turn are going to be like, well, now your bill is 30 bucks a month, you know, or whatever. Exactly. But the, but the argument remains though, you're going to take your family of five out to a movie theater. You're going to spend $70 to go see one movie. If you spend for $50 a month stay on Netflix, is that really that much like worse is you could just watch anything the day it came out right from your couch. I mean, I think it would be hard to get upset at a price increase, you know, if you take into account what you, you know, a night out entails. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's essentially what you're already doing. I mean, now if they start getting absurd where it's like, I mean, $50 might be absurd, you know, but, you know, then I can see that. But I mean, as it is right now, how many people do you know have every streaming service possible because they're only $10 a month? You know? right yeah so collectively they're spending 50 dollars a month you know what i mean like and all of that so i guess if, if so if netflix was like all right now our service is going to be 50 bucks but you get all of these different studios all of the movies that they come out with would that would that upset you i don't know if it would upset me yeah you, you know, know? It's, and you make a good point because that's totally where my head, head was at with it as well when i was reading it i wish i would have bookmarked this article i don't know why i didn't but uh um the uh, they were talking about just that concept uh, is that s- a lot of new media is now going to be coming from places like HBO and Netflix and Peacock and you know whoever the heck else, and um, the cost of that is going to come to us, you know. So, well, yeah, for sure, and who knows how much that cost is going to be necessarily. Um, because this is totally new territory, uh, you know, but uh, right. the cost is going to come to us. And what does that mean uh, to our monthly output that we're going to have to pay? What's up, RJ? Welcome in, buddy. Um, what is that going to do to the cost that we have to pay to consume these services? But also, what is it going to do to the uh, a variety of options that we have for new media, new movies, new TV shows or whatever, if they're just going straight to streaming services, because then it's all going to be through them and we're going to be paying for it. And yep. unless again, if they start rolling ads into stuff like Netflix, uh, then you're talking about paying for the service and watching ads just so you can get the same entertainment you've always had. I don't know if people are going to be too happy about that. I mean, they might not be happy about it, but unfortunately, like anything else, they'll just bitch about it and put up with it. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean. Which uh, Daniel Clay made a good comment on kind of on that note. He says they only get away with what we allow them to, you know, and that's the thing is that if people just kind of roll over and take it, it'll happen and that'll be uh, life at that point. Um, but uh, if people just say, no, we're not going to do that and everyone starts canceling Netflix or whatever, um, yeah, Art Miller makes a good comment here. Welcome back to cable TV. Exactly. That's what we have is we're back on cable again. Um, if but movies we cut really the on... cord, right? Remember we all cut the cord? <laughs> Supposedly. You know, and it's funny because like the whole thing was is that forever everyone was like, I just, I only want to pay for the things that I want. And I bet cable makes me buy these packages. 
Well, now that we're discovering that like being able to just pay for the things you want it makes you pay just as much as you did to have to pay for the package because it's like, oh, they weren't just a bunch of, well, they are greedy bastards, but they weren't just a bunch of greedy bastards. They had to pay the bills and they were providing that service for that much money. And it's like, yeah, you might not be paying 60 bucks a month for something, but you're paying $10 to Disney and $10 to Netflix and $10 to Hulu and whatever else. Yeah. Definitely a got you moment. Right. You know? And then all of a sudden, you know, the old cable companies are like, see, we told you. We told you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, wow, we really went far uh, on that topic. That's crazy. <laughs> I did. Yes, did. <laughs> it was, that was, it was shocking. Damn Chris Columbus, I tell you. <laughs> Damn you, Chris Columbus. <laughs> and the, the sanctity of cinema. <laughs> Home alone. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, I'm gonna. I'll bring up uh, one other article here, uh, and then we will uh, move. We'll, we'll have you do some some questions, Adam. How about that? Okay. Um, so this article popped up. This is this is an old one, actually. This is a topic I had saved for our first episode. Travis Scott is taking a break from Instagram. Uh, Travis Scott has deleted his Instagram account after posting a picture of himself dressed as Batman for Halloween. Some fan reaction to the costume was mixed. Scott had posed in a chocolate brown Batman suit next to matching cars and luggage. And then you see this ridiculous looking picture of him dressed as Batman by these cars. Uh, but, and you're going to have to kind of follow me on a journey here with, with this conversation. But the whole reason why this popped up is because I had literally been Googling maybe a week prior or something who is Travis Scott? <laughs> That's I, what I was asking at the beginning. I was like, who the hell is that? Okay. Um, because this is the deal. Uh, Travis Scott and Jay Balvin. Do you know who Jay Balvin is? Also, a guy that I did not know as well. If you literally, if you go to my Google search history, you will have see evidence of me having Googled who is Travis Scott and who are Jay Balvin. But this is one thing that both Travis and Jay have in common. Uh, they both have, or at least have had, custom meals at McDonald's. Have you noticed that at all? <laughs> no, I have not been keeping up on the custom meal at McDonald's game. I know of their existence, but I'm certainly not in the know on who the people are or where they're where, where we're at in rotation or why we should care uh, about them necessarily <laughs> and that <laughs> but let's say okay i have little kids and uh or not little kids i guess they're getting older now but like when you've got kids and you've got to run them around everywhere to do all the crap in their lives you're gonna wind up at the mcdonald's drive-thru every now and then at least um well in that process you see uh I see on this thing, it's like, oh, get the Travis Scott meal. I'm like, who the hell is Travis Scott? And why do I want his right. food? You know, or, oh, now we got the the brand new Jay Balvin meal. I'm like, who the fuck is Jay Balvin? And why do I who care what he's eating? <laughs> but, like, apparently they're both musicians. Uh, and <laughs> they both apparently had deals with McDonald's at one point. Uh, so, yeah. If only I had a thing that could flash across the screen. It's like, the more you know, you know, that little, the, the star. Um, I probably would actually get in copyright trouble. But this is what my question is. Uh, who would you like to see get a custom meal from McDonald's? 
why, and what would be in it. So who would you like to see get a custom meal from McDonald's? Why them, and what would be in that meal? Okay, so my first thought is immediate go-to is Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> okay, we need a we need a Gilbert Gottfried counter set up here to where like yeah, because I, I swear Gilbert Gottfried has come up in in every uh, beer o'clock uh, ever since our inception here. So Gilbert Gottfried, okay, like Adam, Gilbert please continue with Gilbert Gottfried. <laughs> has he come up in all three? He, I swear he has. Uh, chat, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but I am pretty damn sure uh, that Gilbert Gottfried has come up in every beer o'clock. I'm bringing him back, baby. Gilbert, we're on the big room. Bringing him back. Says. Does he Bring do anything back. anymore? I haven't seen him in anything in forever. Uh, the only latest thing I've, I've seen him in is uh, reading the lyrics to WAP on the <laughs> on YouTube. Oh, gosh. That's <laughs> worth the Google if you haven't watched that video. Yeah, it's, I swear, like, uh, like Sex Addicts Anonymous, kid. the cure for sex edition would just have to be listening to that. <laughs> Gilbert Gottfried reading. Uh, You're right. It no longer works wrap. anymore. I'm cured. Yeah, it's like okay, I'm good. Peace out. Uh, it's uh, yeah. Okay, so bear with me. So the meal, right? Uh, it it should have a burger that has screaming hot mayo. <laughs> <laughs> screaming hot mayo. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly like that. And like I don't know. We gotta we gotta throw the the word Iago in there somewhere <laughs> with Iago pineapple or something like and in the bag we throw in a couple of tablets of Pepto-Bismol <laughs> if you're hungry you just eat it you know? <laughs> now that's a marketing boy right there so Gilbert Gottfried meal yeah I might uh, just out of morbid curiosity oh wait okay See? That's where you would get it. That's where you're right. Well, I, I think most. know what this is like. I think most things you order at McDonald's, you order out of morbid curiosity. <laughs> That's a good point. Oh, wait. So, okay. So, Fox here in the chat says uh, Retro Death Row, it would be a double cheeseburger with French fries in the hamburger, secret sauce with the side of Rick and Morty nuggets. <laughs> You've got me pegged. You've got me pegged, right? Are you a French fry on the burger guy? You know, I'm not actually, but I'm not against it either, though. I, I, I don't think it's a bad idea, and it's something that I definitely should try because when I hear people say that stuff, I'm always like, you know what? That actually sounds pretty good. But, uh, but no, I just never think to do it when I'm eating a burger, you know? It just I don't think to do it. If I had someone sitting with me, Across the table, of course, like that even happens anymore these days. But if I had someone across the table piling French fries on their burger, I might see that and be like, oh, yeah, I should try that. But no, I just haven't. Okay, so let me ask you this. Are you a chips on the sandwich person? No, same thing. No, I'm not chips on the sandwich guy. You are, right? No, hell no. I can't do either one of those. My oh, wife, okay. My wife does the chips on, like, the turkey sandwiches and stuff like that. Really? And I'm just like, uh, Why? <laughs> but i'll tell you what in going back to taco bell which we talked about in our last podcast uh i like it when they stick the tortilla strips the crunchy tortilla strips in there oh um, and the grilled cheese yeah the grilled cheese burrito and everybody thinks the tortilla chips when they uh have screw a grilled that cheese. grilled cheese burrito no they actually put them in several things and they used to have uh flaming hot cheetos 
in one of their burritos at Taco Bell that they no longer offer, and I thought that was fantastic. Because number Wouldn't one, it's it soggy though with all the heat. Uh, if you don't eat it quickly, yes. But if you eat it like right when you get it, then yeah, it's crunchy and it's delicious. Oh my gosh! Surprised you didn't give me a soggy French fry jab. <laughs> I could have, but I'm trying to You're go easy on you. You're slipping. Well, you know, it's, it's old age. Um, <laughs> so Gilbert Gottfried, would there be anything special in the burger or is it just they serve it to you with uh, an indignant attitude and scream at you through the horn when you're ordering? I scream at you the whole time. <laughs> anything else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I don't know. Who would you pick? See, I, I think uh, that there should be a, uh, a, a Gary Busey meal. Uh at McDonald's, uh, and all it would be is just a. Fries. It would just be a big sack full of mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> Not even a wrapper. Like, but it, I mean, like, like comedically filled with mayonnaise. Like they, they, they go to pass you the bag, and like they can't even like fold the top over. Like it's and there's like handprints of mayonnaise on the side of the bag because they made such a mess while trying to fill it. And so like, you've got these oh, big greasy God. handprints on the side and like the top, like it's comp the bag is completely spread to capacity and like the top is curved with like jiggling bits of mayonnaise on top right there. It's like, all right, here's your Gary Busey special. That'll be $12. It sounds like it would weigh five pounds. <laughs> <laughs> it probably would. Um, <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, that's the, the Gary Busey special from McDonald's. So then you get that from the drive-thru and they drive to someone's house you don't <laughs> like and just chuck it at their Chuck it, exactly. <laughs> because that's what Busey would do. So. Because that's what Gary Busey would WWBD, do. WWBD, right? You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's what Busey would want to do. So. That's what Busey would do. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I, I just remember, like, I have no idea who these people are. Why do I care what their meal is at McDonald's? But I'm also old and uncool. <laughs> Same. I'm a. I mean, I got a Lord of the Rings blanket hanging up behind me. <laughs> I'm a bit more uncool than that. Will commented, "That's gross." Uh, you're not wrong, sir. So with a big sack of mayonnaise. Yeah, the big sack of mayonnaise. Big sack of mayo. That'd be a great band name too, wouldn't it? Big sack of mayo. <laughs> or it would be like. You know, something, something, and this, and the sacks of mayo is like the background, <laughs> like the rest of the band. Steve Askins, the sacks of mayo. Steve Askins of the big sacks of mayo. <laughs> or, the, or the mayo sacks. That, that rolls off the, the mayo of sacks. Steve Askins of the mayo sacks. <laughs> nice. Homer Simpson meal, a double donut hamburger with a whole donut on top and on the bottom with chocolate gravy fries on the side. Hmm. Oh my. You know what? I know a lot of people. This is kind of it's. I guess it's kind of related. That's I know a lot of people. Accurate. True, um, but I know a lot of people that at Wendy's they order okay. the frosty and they eat the frosty by like dipping it out with their French fries. Have you seen that? Yes. <laughs> I like how you're just disgusted by that. You have the same expression on your face uh, that you have when we were talking about Chris Columbus. I oh, saw yeah, him do it. Columbus. The uh, art of I cinema. An argument with several people throughout the course of my life about the Wendy's Frosty's Fry combination. And I, just, I can't get behind it. Yeah. And so at this restaurant I worked at, we had a, a dessert called the Mountain High Mud Pie. And it was like this big, gigantic 
layered ice cream cake, right? Yeah. And this lady was at a table eating a cheeseburger, and as soon as I get her cheeseburger to her, she orders dessert. And I'm like, well, this seems strange to me. Uh, you just got this burger, and you're already wanting this ice cream cake. Like, it's going to melt, right? So I go back and I check on her, and she's alternating bites of cheeseburger and ice cream cake. Mm. And I was like, this is next level shit. And like, I hear her like talk to the table, like, I just really like sweet with my salty, you know? And I'm just like, I'm, yeah, I can see that. I can see that. <laughs> I hope you said it with that same level of judgment on your face right there. Cause you're like, uh huh. Yeah, I can tell. Yeah, how you're is disgusting, that? lady. <laughs> psychopath <laughs> right that, that's what i what i was thinking i was like that is the markings uh of a psychopath right there <laughs> right write that down put that in the <laughs> in the top uh, identifiers yeah that is some crazy stuff yeah i i don't i don't understand that but keith uh here in the chat says he dips his fries in the frosty i know he does that wild animal <laughs> <laughs> i know keith in real life so i'm allowed to right i know that <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I believe uh, I may have argued with Keith about that. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Keith, but get out of the car. <laughs> Stop the car and get the hell out. Right. Oh, man. Um, Adam, did you want to do a, a question or two? Um, do you want me to do the fill in the blanks? Yeah, yeah, sure. <clears throat> Might be a good time for that. Hold on. Let me finish this and let me crack a fresher. Cracker fresher, yeah, I'd take down the last little bit of mine too. Get another one in the hopper. In the hopper. <laughs> that is awesome. I, I'm gonna find a way to slide that in every time. <laughs> in the hopper, Gilbert yeah, Gottfried and um, Alex Trebek. And Alex Trebek. What a legend. Speaking of where, um, oh my gosh, where did I not save it? Dadgummit, I have another Alex Trebek thing to bring up today. Um, I'll have to find it. I, I've already spoiled the surprise, but that's okay. So, I've already spoiled the surprise. Oh, damn it. <laughs> I've already revealed, I've already shown my hand that uh, I have Alex Trebek news. <laughs> well, that, that news is out. Let's go ahead and close this down. I don't think we can get any yeah, better. This show is unwatchable now. We've already ruined <laughs> the uh, surprise about... Uh, whether or not we were going to discuss American hero Alex Trebek uh, once again or not. Uh, so, yeah, we just can't go on with this show. It's like popping in the movie The Sixth Sense and five minutes in, somebody goes, he's dead the whole time. Oh, yeah, he was. this is the movie where he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> someone in, and then someone in chat's like, what the hell, man? I haven't watched that yet. <laughs> Sorry, spoiler rights are gone if it hits like a 20-year <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, at what, at what point do you have to stop saying spoiler alert? You know, at what point is it just like, dude, get over it. You haven't watched it. It's been out for ages, you know? I think it depends on what it is. Really? TV show, movie, game. I mean, those, I think, all have different cutoffs. Hmm. That's interesting. I wonder... Man, but that's just what would make that judgment call? Um, I mean, if it's a movie that just came out, I would say, you know, at least a month. But it might be less than that if it's a TV show, especially if it's on a streaming service, because you have a lot more opportunities to watch that. So maybe sure. give like a streaming service a two week cutoff. If it's a game, 
it's exponentially longer because you know the availability people's budgets you know things like that you don't just go like just give away like the spoiler of like a great game that just came out you know right away i mean i feel like they all have different times maybe i'm just weird i don't know i mean that's always a possibility too I made Maybe sure to I have could. a really like serious pensive look the whole time you were saying that. So that way I could go back and clip that explanation later. <laughs> later. <laughs> like, Adam explains when spoiler you alert. Agree? <laughs> Is it, am I alone here? No, I just love hearing your thoughts on it. <laughs> but no, I think I agree though. Like, like you said, especially with games and stuff, it's like, you Am know, I like the ranter of this podcast? I'm you are really tonight, like, and I'm loving it, man. I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm all about that. <laughs> it's I feel like, like I'm rolling myself into the person that just bitches the whole time. <laughs> Adam's feeling spicy this evening. Yeah, like I said, but I am 100% in for it. So, yeah. It's the coffee beer. It's what's doing it. It's coffee beer, that damn Chris Columbus. <laughs> damn Chris Columbus. He's the villain, the villain of the show here. We need to make a make something like, for Chris Columbus. Well, I'm, I, your rant gave me enough time to pull up this article so we, we'll look at this real quick because this only takes a second uh rosie perez uh who was uh woody harrell's uh, woody harrelson i almost said woody harrell woody harrelson's love interest in the movie white men can't jump did you ever see white men can't jump i did yeah great you movie i can spoil it for you oh thank god because i was totally planning on it um the uh in an, in an interview here uh, for there's this new show that she's in uh, on HBO called The Flight Attendant. Uh, she tells the story uh, of when she met Alex Trebek. If you've watched White Men Can't Jump, which you have, those of you in chat maybe haven't. But there's a scene in the movie where she gets on to the show Jeopardy. Um, I do remember. Uh, it says, during this one-on-one -on -one phone interview with Collider, actress Rosie Perez talked about how Kaylee Cuoco convinced her to sign on for... Oh, wait, am I starting too soon here? Uh, yeah, I am starting too soon here. Sorry. Um, let's scroll on down here. I thought I had the right part, but I'm wrong. Boy, I've, I'm really screwing this section big time, aren't I? <laughs> it's okay. I can go back to complaining about something. Give me a... Give hey, me say, say, tell us about Chris Columbus again, Adam. <laughs> the art of cinema the art of cinema <laughs> here we go here we go all of you... a sudden our viewer numbers are going way down <laughs> yeah it's, it's like crazy. there's now two people in chat <laughs> <laughs> and one of them's me <laughs> yeah i've got it up on my phone here so um it's just us <laughs> and again for those of you who are just joining us after everyone else just left um we're talking about Alex Trebek because we love him and you should too. But uh, you should too. <laughs> the question here was, you got the opportunity to work with Alex Trebek and white men can't jump. What do you remember about filming that scene with him? What are your favorite memories of the time you spent? Rosie Perez. I was so super nervous because I watched Jeopardy all the time and spin over into Wheel of Fortune. No pun intended. Oh, how delicious. So I was very, very nervous and very intimidated and excited to meet Alex. We didn't say hello before we started filming. We just lined up the shots and I stood behind the podium and then out comes Alex Trebek. If you really watch it, my eyes are beaming out of my freaking head. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe this. That's what, what made me mess up. She makes a mistake on the show if you, if you watch this movie. Was that your Rosie Perez impression? Uh, yeah, pretty much. It, it's, I'm trying to, you know, but also not wanting to be offensive at the same time. <laughs> I just wanted to be clear. <laughs> 
my speech impediment started to come to the surface because I was so nervous and I was using the nervousness in the character with Gloria. Otherwise, I would have had a panic attack. Uh, I said Mount Suvius, which is now infamous, and I remember that my heart just sunk. Thought I was going to vomit. I really did. And Alex Trebek on cue ad-libbed. That's incorrect. But let's check with the judges. Uh, we will accept that answer. We will accept that answer. They basically said cut and then said that they were totally going to keep it in the movie. Then Mr. Trebek comes up and goes, darling, it was a pleasure to meet you. I wish you the best in your career. You're a very funny young lady. And I said, oh, my gosh, can I give you a hug? Uh, and this is the American treasure that was Alex Trebek. He goes, well, I was going to ask you the same, but I'm a gentleman. Oh, man. <laughs> and I just bear hugged him. I was like, you don't know. I can't wait to tell my aunt and nephew that I met you. Oh, my God. Everyone was laughing at me. They thought I was being silly, but I was being genuine, and he knew it. He smiled at me in such a sweet way. He was such a well-mannered, sweet man. We stood and talked for a bit, and then he went off on his way, and we were done. It was surreal. So that was the tale of Alex what Trebek being the ultimate gentleman. What a legend, dude. What a legend. But he, he is not afraid to chase after you in his underwear, though. He's right, yeah, going Winnie the Pooh style. Don't piss off Alex Trebek. No, don't, you don't mistake his kindness for weakness is the, is the lesson here. Yeah, you don't F with Alex Trebek, man. That guy uh, goes hard in the paint. <laughs> he should be a character in Smash Brothers. <laughs> Alex Trebek for Smash. We need to start that, too. <laughs> would, you, would you get behind that? I would get behind Hashtag Trebek for Smash. I will tweet that every day if you I have to. his taunt move? Like, that is incorrect. <laughs> 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 well, he does like the finisher. He does that. Oh, so sorry. <laughs> Before telling someone they got the wrong answer. <laughs> you were looking for, you suck. <laughs> Jared with a hundred stars. Thumb tacos. Thanks for coming, everybody. I love Rosie Perez and White Man Can't Jump. As a kid, I was stoked to see her boobs. Says Willie Will. <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, I just think it's so cute that Trebek was such a sweet guy. <laughs> He's a legend. He is a legend. So Adam, fire away. Uh, let, let, give me some, some questions here. Or some so fill in the blankers. Fill in the blankers, huh? yeah. All right. So I'm going to have to... Um, hold on. Let me pull up you so I can send you said links cool. as well. Um, so the first one is this martial art technique called iron crotch uses a this to smash into a man's most sensitive area. Ooh. Is it a one's own fist, B a steel capped swinging log, C masonry bricks, or D large bamboo rods? Oh my gosh. I did really good on these this week, by the way. Fist? The answer, well, I did, eh, I forgot the buzzer. <laughs> yeah, well, come on, man. I, I say that I do the This is a serious show, asterisk. Adam. This is top-notch uh, uh, entertainment. <laughs> I we do have the to. buzzer with an asterisk because while you're not correct... We were looking for steel-capped swinging log, by the way, if you can oh. effing that. 
Um, but there are videos of people doing it with their own fist. Uh, and so, um, oh god, this is, I just copied over the YouTube link. Um, anyway, so the gist of this is there is this kung fu martial art form. And there's, it's not just iron crotch. There's like, I think there's iron back, iron throat, um, all kinds of stuff. But the whole basis behind it is that you're using... Uh, breathing techniques as a way to circumvent the immense pain and things that you are feeling uh, so it doesn't affect you. So the whole point of this article is that it's kind of dying out, if you can believe that. <laughs> Shocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it says there were 200 people regularly practicing in the village that this is um, <clears throat> centered in. It's uh, in, uh, I don't know how to say it, and I don't want to sound like an idiot, um, but it's... Uh, there's 200 people in it or 200 people practicing it and now there's just over barely 20 and as far if you narrow it down that's just for the breathing technique getting over the pain stuff if you narrow it down to just iron crotch however <laughs> it dropped from around 80 to just five so there's five people in this village so they started reaching out on social media trying to get other people to have people punch them in the crotch <laughs> is the way that I took it because they're trying to spread this way of thinking and this kung fu practice out uh, via social media. And when you see this gigantic thing, I have to pull up this YouTube video because I was like, this article is lame because it doesn't have a video of it. But I don't know if maybe they uh, just couldn't post it for whatever reason since it's Huff, Huff Post. I don't know. Uh, but here's the video. I just found it super easy. Um, hold on. I gotta get past the ad but you watch this and you're just like I don't care what you say there's no breathing way on earth <laughs> that I'm getting out I'm getting away with this like um, yeah if it I, you can only really watch it for a couple seconds anyway <laughs> it's the way that I looked at it but uh, I, I just sent it to you okay cool so anyway um I'm trying to see what the breathing technique is called. It says mastery of which is gained by taking hits to the body's weakest points while using it's Q I G O N G. <laughs> I don't know how to how to do. This you know, okay, because right, when you were like, I don't want to sound like an idiot here. I mentally yeah. was like, okay, rewind to Chris Columbus uh, rant. <laughs> hey now, <laughs> right, and we'll just end on that. <laughs> I still believe that. <laughs> Dial encompasses scores of uh, attack techniques as well as resisting pressure, pain, or hits to the other sensitive areas. So they have iron throat, iron head, iron chest, and iron back. Uh, so iron crotch is uh, just one of these things. So I don't know if you have the video pulled up. Oh, we've got it going, man. Oh, you do? So you see it? Yeah, we can see it right now. Everyone can. Uh, this Look is pretty... Uh... Is that not the most intense thing you've <laughs> ever seen? Like, you know what makes me think is that like uh, this is a country where they're only allowed to have like one child or two children or something and someone's like oh man what are we gonna do to make sure we don't have too many children and someone's like we can hit each know, other in the crotch with a huge wooden beam with steel on the end of it I think I'll take care of it <laughs> <laughs> well, if he says that he has two kids he says it has no impact on fertility I see I that yeah. old face liar <laughs> because there's no way 
that you can't tell me that smashing a log on your nads repeatedly on your nads some damage, you know i, I gotta be pc stream okay yeah. <laughs> that is some crazy stuff man oh my gosh wow yeah uh, so that's wild just think, so if you ever think you're having a bad day think of this guy you had a bad day hey. beam <laughs> to the crotch <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> Storm uh, said, and again, what is the benefit of this? And I love how there's people that are defending this, like, we need to keep this alive. Yeah, right? This, guys, this is going to die we out. We are going to lose our legacy of smashing our balls. <laughs> if I die, I will be the last person to be able to take a crotch punch. <laughs> like, the only way you know who that's effective against? Johnny Cage and no one else. Johnny Cage. You've you that to fight Johnny Cage in Mortal Kombat. Right, yeah. Now, it's like, I've been waiting for you. <laughs> Go ahead. Try it. That's hilarious. Wow, man. Uh, J-Flo says he used kegels. <laughs> Tell you what, man. Yeah, the Deathless Zelda 2 run was great for my kegels. Um, What's kegels? That's, uh, it's the these muscles that are down, like, uh, underneath... It's like in your taintular area. <laughs> so uh, if you if you squeeze like uh, your buttocks sort of area or whatever or whatever, you're basically exercising your kegels, which has all kinds of health benefits. Uh, and wow. yeah, I, I love that uh, you didn't know what that meant, and I got to explain that on the show here. So yeah, we'll be clipping that, that for sure. Voice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, it's one of those things where uh, when you tense up in a tense moment, you may not understand this, but you're exercising your kegels at that moment. And trying to go no death on Zelda 2 was definitely a kegel workout from hell. So, <laughs> oh, man, when you get towards the end of a no death run, the um, uh, shout out to Daniel Clay as well for also doing Castlevania 1 no death. Here yes. Recently. Yeah. Congrats on that, Clay. Yes, for sure. I'll give uh, you a hand clap. But when you're in the no death run and you get near the end, the amount of anxiety <laughs> and heartbeats, you start getting the heartbeat going, the palms start to sweat a lot. Yeah. And you're just like, you're, you mean, you're really under some pressure, man. At least that's how it is for me. No, in my chat today, I was telling him, I was like, no joke, my guys, my stomach is doing somersaults right now. Um, man, there's nothing like it. It's like a rush, though, you know? Like, mm -hmm. it's that's almost why I like doing it, is just to get to the point where it's like, all right, Adam. Yeah, you're on the verge of greatness right now. On the verge of, I'm on the edge. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's like so. This is either gonna go one of two ways. You know, it's not like Eminem's in my ear. Like, you know, you're you right, eight mile. <laughs> would you capture it or would you just let it slip? <laughs> wow. Maybe that's a little extreme, but maybe, uh, but maybe not. <laughs> but, you, but you do get a, like a whole different kind of sensation at the at the end of trying to do stuff like that because you're just so desperate to not mess up oh yeah 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 and i wanted it bad man um yeah. so yeah it was for real like it was it was tough it was very very tough um, so that is a hell of an achievement though steve congrats on that too because that is not an easy game no no it's not and it's funny because um and thank you by the way um the uh 
I was someone redeemed to see something from the collection today. And I showed him my complete in box copy of Zelda two. And I didn't even realize this cause I haven't read it in forever, but like on the back of the box, it comments on the game's difficulty on its extreme difficulty. It's yeah. like, uh, in the most subtle terms, it's trying to say, uh, this game is hard as hell. So get mm -hmm. ready. <laughs> Remember that graphic I sent you where it was like, <laughs> GD it. I hate this <laughs> GD game. <laughs> right. <laughs> where it's like the other description it's like yes link jumping in the lava is exactly what i want exactly to do. yeah <laughs> and i had a couple close calls today but yeah thankfully we we made it so well that's awesome dude put that down on the resume bam feels good i'll get a job that way for sure right <laughs> you know, in, in the street cred resume so what well, oh, street cred <laughs> <laughs> right just take a compliment steve Oh, I'm taking it. Two. I'm taking it, baby. I'm grabbing it and I'm running. Uh, a nativity scene in the Vatican has drawn negative press due to a figure resembling what? A. Woody Allen. <laughs> it's not that one. <laughs> it's B, not that. <laughs> I couldn't say that with a straight face. Like, why Woody <laughs> Allen? Uh, B. Buzz Lightyear. C. Darth Vader. Or D. A Minion. Oh my gosh. These are really crazy questions this week. Uh, I'm going to go with Buzz Lightyear. Uh, uh, maybe I should start doing this like Alex Trebek. Uh, we were looking for Darth Vader. Yes. Darth Vader. <laughs> right. There you go. <laughs> the antagonist from the Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> I like how you tagged that at the end. Yes. Oh, that Darth Vader. Thank you. Because I wasn't sure otherwise. <laughs> uh, so anyway, it is a nativity scene, as you see. Um, but like the, all of the characters are kind of crudely made. Uh, and one thing that I came to find out is whenever they do this particular nativity scene, they add an extra person to the scene that's reminiscent of like what happened that year. Um, so for instance, I'm trying to find the other examples. Um, scenes have included a broken boat representing the plight of refugees, a person visiting an inmate in a jail, in a jail cell symbolizing charity. Last year's was sculpted from 720 tons of beach sands. No explanation why on that. Uh, the astronaut represents the lunar landings of the late 1960s and 70s. Yada, yada. Um, I didn't really find out what the significance of what this Darth Vader is supposed to mean. <laughs> but you find They're out like, because Star Wars is cool. <laughs> yeah, because, uh, reasons. Um, because yeah, reasons. So, uh, so it's obviously drawing all this negative press, but then like the heart heartbreaking thing about it is like you find out like um, <clears throat> who it was made by because you're like this is I mean obviously these things are kind of shitty looking you know yeah but it was made by um, I'm trying to find it damn it was like students and teachers of this one school oh yeah. This year's modernist larger-than-life display, which has appeared at various venues, was made by students and teachers in Castelli, an Italian town famous for ceramics between 1965 and 1975. Ah. 
You know, so when you find out that this was like a school project that you know kids had a hand in, you know these teachers are probably giving them positive encouragement probably through the whole process and like look how good this is, and then you like you know you debut it and everyone's like, well who the hell made that? A bunch of fifth graders? Like, like yeah, 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 we did and we did our best. <laughs> right. we, we did our best. Oh my gosh! Wow. So, I know that was kind of an interesting thing because I liked how they added something to it so that's reminiscent of like you know current events and things like that. I thought that was a nice little touch. Yeah, that is uh, that is kind of cool, and yeah, it's, it's sort of a shame that they worked so hard on that and kind of got dunked on by everybody. Yeah, and, and you know, and then leave it to modern the modern public to take something like that and either and like get mad about it and then also trash it as well. You know, it's like no, nothing safe anymore right yeah it's like you post a picture of your kids you know little watercolor stuff when they're little and it doesn't look like anything you "You call that art who are you christopher columbus you know like the sanctity of watercolor art is being destroyed by this child you call that art (laughs) (laughs) rips off macaroni necklace (laughs) (laughs) rips off macaroni necklace Food is jewelry now. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not going there, girlfriend. Oh, man. Yeah, wow. I mean, let's not touch the sanctity of foodware. I'm going to open up All my right. second one. This is from New Holland Brewery. Uh, it's called Ichabod. It is a pumpkin ale. Uh, I have had that, actually. Oh, have you really? I've I have not. I, I've had other New Holland uh, beers, but not this one yet, so. Um, uh, yes, Daniel mentioned, did you hear about the jerk chicken sandwich at McDonald's UK? A lot of people upset about cultural appropriation. Yeah, that was crazy. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, people really got upset about it. Yeah. They made a jerk chicken sandwich that was not authentic. Um, and, uh, boy, people, uh, in the UK got really mad about that. Um, but I mean, of course, just like anything, it's always a vocal minority because the majority of people are like, we love this sandwich. Please don't take it off the menu. Right. And then you've got the, well, actually, actually, <laughs> I'm Gilbert Gottfried with my famous jerk chicken sandwich. See, I would buy that immediately. That's all you have to say. So you have like $6.95. I'm sold. <laughs> I'm Gary Busey here with a bag of mayonnaise. <laughs> Yes. Six ninety five. A deal at any cost. Don't get it, baby. <laughs> oh wow! It gets a bag of mayo and a eighty milligrams Xanax ladder. <laughs> I'm just imagining how those how those commercials would be too, because Gary Busey is basically just. Uh, 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 he's just a big bag of teeth and hair. <laughs> it's oh, basically what human being. <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah. How would that be uh, on an ad? You know, so Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. he's loving it. Clearly halfway into that ladder. Look at that smile. For All real. Right, so, number three, a Thai researcher has tried to combat food waste by recycling this animal product back in as a food source is it a pigtails b chicken feathers c fish scales or d owl pellets oh man seriously you're bringing the hard ones this week um 
pigtails. Eh. Dang! I am for chicken feathers. Chicken feathers. If you can believe that, I had to read that. I had to read that twice. And I'm sending this link over to you. That's insane. So, this guy was studying abroad at the time when he found this. When he thought of this, um, he was, I believe, in London. Uh, the then London-based student was drawn to the millions of tons of chicken feathers being discarded each year. Think about that. Millions of tons of chicken feathers. Think of how light a chicken feather is. Yeah. Let alone make a ton of it. Let alone make millions of those. That's a lot of chickens, man. Anyway, um, he was seeking out, he was trying to figure out the best way to convert them into a food Obviously, rather than like deep fried chicken feathers, so you could you imagine that? Like, yeah, <laughs> I was right. just like, when I first read that, I was imagining like a box of McDonald's fries with just like fried feathers hanging out. Uh, but <laughs> obviously, it's not that. Uh, so it basically is put into a compound, uh, into in the, like they turn it into a, a like a lean protein rich source of food so i'm imagining it's like got other things in it fillers and whatnot which probably isn't the most healthy thing in the world sure but enough to compact it into something you know edible uh but it says it contains protein if we're able to serve this protein to others in the world the demand from everyone will help reduce the waste is where he's coming from uh, he says that about 2.3 million tons of feathers are being dumped in europe alone each year who knew that was a thing too much trash. We got to get these chicken feathers out of here. Like, you know, you never would have thought that that'd be an issue. But apparently it is. So then they talk about what it tastes like. Uh, his take, there's like chicken feather, chicken nuggets, which I think is kind of an unholy union. Oh, but wow. Here we go. So that the texture sounds about as appetizing as the uh, water from old Lake Texoma. <laughs> you know, I hear they can buy a combo meal. <laughs> right. <laughs> Texture is very complex and advanced. That's a smart way of saying it's terrible. Texture uh, is very <laughs> complex and advanced. You wouldn't imagine that chicken feathers will be able to improvise this in, into this kind of dish. Like, that's another way of saying, I, I can't believe they actually did this. You're this right, yeah. <laughs> um, it says, uh, after tur turning his steak served with gravy, the steak is in quotation marks. Uh, with gravy, mashed potatoes, and a salad. I really could imagine this, parentheses, being served, end of parentheses, to be in some, like, Michelin star restaurant or some fine dining experience. <laughs> I mean, let's just, like, play devil's advocate here, and let's say that it actually does taste okay. Right. You know? Like, compare it to, like, a, a soy chicken patty, right? Which is, like, the apex, probably, of soy-based foods you know yeah it's okay it's good i'll eat it if it's in the freezer you know but i'm never like damn you know what sounds good let's go out and get some of those soy chicken patties i love that shit you know? <laughs> right exactly yeah <laughs> nobody's gonna be going to a fine dining restaurant and be like i'm gonna have your deluxe chicken feathers with a side of the garlic mashed potatoes served yeah. a, over a nice bed of leeks you know? I mean, with the garlic not, aioli <laughs> with our house-made garlic aioli oh, you know wow. just to jazz it up like okay man i think you maybe t took it a little bit too far with the fine dining experience but all in all 
good on them for trying to find new ways to get rid of all the trash in the world. Because yeah, I mean, trash in the world. Yeah, seriously. I mean, it's I I I think it's hilarious and a horrible idea. But then at the same time, I think there is a small part of it that uh, you know is kind of to be applauded. You know, because they are actually. Yeah doing something that could serve a really positive oh, good lord pretty positive purpose sorry um, on me for trying to help the world everybody right i am the asshole <laughs> <laughs> no nah, but it but you know seriously though when you compare that to like um what uh already goes into chicken nuggets anyways it's probably not that bad <laughs> probably comparable right right you know? And I'll, and I'll buy that all day, but I'm not going to go to a steakhouse and get chicken feathers. Like, I'm, you know, unless, yeah. I don't think anybody is. And a big old hearty plate of chicken feathers. Yum. Right. Mm. Look at this. I just, the last time I had this, I just could not wait to come back and try it again. You know? <laughs> we love their chicken it's feathers. Just sold on the chicken feathers. Mm. Yeah. So that's our top three fill in the blank articles this week. Hope you enjoyed them. Nice. Yeah, yeah, I you totally stumped the crap out of me, man. Uh, those were beyond weird. <laughs> I'll just say, <laughs> I don't think I would have expected any of them. Uh, so yeah, you, you definitely got me all the way on those. So yeah, you gotta keep it fresh, man. <laughs> um, due diligence. Due diligence. Um, due diligence. What? Due diligence. I can't believe nobody said anything about the Santa hat tonight. Not yeah, I'm kind of surprised. It's very festive. You know, I'm, I'm notorious for wearing beanies. You know, yeah. I wore, you know, to be fair, uh, I wore a baseball hat on stream the other day. And every, well, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, who is this person? He's not wearing a beanie or like some comment about it. And the only reason I did it was because this headset is just awful and after yeah. like so many hours it starts to like crush my head in a yeah. way and really hurt my ears so i was like well maybe having the cloth beanie pressed up against my ears as well is probably not helping so i did it as a trial run uh just to see if it would be easier and, and it's not easier the headset's just awful so, <laughs> back, so back to the beanie uh experiment so so is that what you're asking santa for then as a new headset I asked Santa for um, a nice set of earbuds. A nice set of earbuds, yeah. See, I go for the single earbud, um, so that way I can still hear what's going on in the world outside, um, and then it's, it's very small and discreet and stuff. So, uh, yeah, that's what I like is the single earbud. And I actually, it's it's it literally is. There's only one earbud on this thing. Uh, there isn't a second one. It's not like I have a regular set of earbuds and only one of them is plugged in. Um, Art Miller says I got yelled at about mentioning the ball cap. Okay, to be fair, his comment was in all caps, uh, "Who is this person? He's an imposter. We should get him." Or something <laughs> along those lines. Like, <laughs> right? So <laughs> he was yelling at me. I like the way he puts it out there. He's like, he's all innocent. And then uh, in the. Uh, yeah, I got yelled at for mentioning the ball cap. <laughs> little old me. Smash cut to the chat from yesterday. <laughs> Who's the schmuck in the ball cap? <laughs> you know? What about the airlock? <laughs> oh, man. That's funny. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen you in a ball cap. Uh, so that would be uh, news to me. Yes, it's, it doesn't happen very often. So here's one Nintendo accidentally leaks Metroid game for switch, which, uh, 
just reading the headline, that's nothing terribly shocking because uh, Metroid Prime 4 is supposed to be coming out someday. We don't know when, uh, but anyway, someday. But here it says, uh, Nintendo has seemingly linked that Metroid Prime 4 isn't the only Metroid game in the works for the Nintendo Switch and Switch Lite. Over on Nintendo's official website, there's a listing for a Super Metroid skin and screen protector set which features a screenshot of a child playing Metroid Samus Returns on the Nintendo Switch. Well, if you're up on the Metroid series at all, um, the thing you're going to be thinking to yourself is, why was Samus Returns being played on Switch? Because that's a 3DS game. Um, so uh, it's possible this is a mistake, or it's nerd. possible Nintendo simply... Uh, what would you say, nerd? <laughs> <laughs> nerd alert! <laughs> Press the button. I need to make Nerd a button alert. for that. Nerd alert. Um, so it's possible this is a mistake or it's possible Nintendo simply wants to mark the aforementioned product by showing someone using it while playing a Metroid game. But of these, uh, but both of these scenarios are not only possibilities, but somewhat likely. However, it's a bit odd and somewhat misleading if the latter is the case. And basically it goes on to say that the Nintendo has not denied anything um, to say uh, whether or not Samus Returns uh, is in fact coming to the Switch. There it is. There's the uh, uh, Super Metroid uh, skin that you can purchase for your Switch if you have it. Um, I know Storm here in the chat, her dad's a big Metroid fan, so maybe uh, get him a Switch and flop that Super Metroid uh, skin on it and uh, make his Christmas for him. Uh, but anyways, I think it's pretty interesting uh, that... Uh, Nintendo definitely didn't deny uh, those, any of those questions about whether or not uh, it was going to be a thing. Uh, so kind of my question to you was, um, Metroid is a seemingly, you know, kind of, we'll just say dormant, almost, I almost said dead, but a dormant franchise. What's a dormant franchise you'd like to see come back? And chat, chime in on this. Ooh. That's a tough question. The comedic part of me wants to say Joe and Mac. <laughs> Joe and Mac. <laughs> Ride the snake. <laughs> Ride the snake. Um, man, dead franchise. Wow. Um, I don't have a good answer for you. I mean, I'm trying to think of childhood stuff. I'm trying to. I'm looking at my my game collection over here to see if anything stands out immediately um streets of rage but they just came out with four so right. i can't use that um i would say you know the turtles franchise when that was out when that was big was really good but they still make turtles games so that doesn't really qualify yep um i don't know i don't i don't have anything really that comes to mind I just played the Panzer Dragoon remake not too long ago, and that was pretty legit. But that's, oh, really? Again, you know, but again, that's not that's the remake, so it's obviously not dead either. Yeah. Uh, okay, I have one. Uh, Fear Effect. Fear Effect. I'm not even familiar for, with that one. For PlayStation uh, 1. There was a Fear Effect 1 and a Fear Effect 2, uh, and they were both really solid kind of innovative unique games at the time and still are really i haven't still haven't played another game like them um and i would definitely still keep playing that se that type of series if it was uh that's still a thing hmm. so there i get yeah i'm all in on fear effect 
Justin Flur Flurry in the uh, chat says Super Metroid might be the most perfect and complete video game ever made. And I know you're not going to get many arguments on that. Uh, Super Metroid is, God, oh, man. I mean, even now you go back and play that game and it's shocking that it came out when it did, that it's as old as it is because like that game just, man, I mean, it, I it's, know. I read that comment and a whole crowd of link to the pastors lit their torches and pitchforks. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, there's marching your way, Justin. Yeah. Those are two very strong camps uh, is super Metroid and link to the past. People are like super loyal to those games. Um, unpopular opinion i don't like link to the past oh wow man see yeah that's yeah that that's hate me that one's tough to hear <laughs> I know it is. i'd say it's a hot take i get roasted for it all the time whoa art miller says i want Mega Man legends 3 he did recommend uh the first one to me not too long ago see man i've i've never played that one but i've watched it streamed and whew, it looked rough um like rough like difficulty or is like a rough game well rough is in like it's one that really did not age well um uh, okay so <laughs> graphically speaking uh, right yeah it's uh who is it uh big sean he used to be bright idea gaming big sean streamed it he streamed it a couple times actually i think that's like a game that he really likes a lot um but uh yeah big sean streamed that one and i was like oh man i love big sean which is why i watched but I did not watch because of Mega Man Legends. <laughs> that was a rough one. Um, man. But uh, but no, no shame in it, man. If you, you know nothing wrong with liking what you like. Um, uh, Storm uh, says, "Yep, was thinking about him. Hope that's a thing we haven't seen in a game in a while. It's true because yeah, Metroid is one that's been uh, very unjustly ignored, uh, and I think it, it's time for a resurrection. Um, one I that." They do need a new Metroid game. Another, and it's funny because this is another SNES game. Uh, but, and I mean, you go on really any, you know, gaming forum and you're going to hear this is F Zero. Um, there, mm. that there hasn't been an F Zero game since GameCube, I think. Um, and it's like, man, on modern hardware, F Zero would be so much fun. Um, yeah. I, F Zero was a good chunk, uh, of, an entire summer for me uh with my cousins and god we love that game i had that relationship talk about games not aging well is i had that relationship with star wars pod racer and i go back to play it and it's like crazy like the the levels sometimes can be so dark you have no idea where you're going it's like going a million miles an hour the turns like come out of nowhere and i remember thinking to myself like how was i good at this game like i'm complete garbage at this but like i spent an entire summer playing star wars pod racer almost exclusively every single night i played crap out of it yeah great game by the way yeah you know and, and i remember playing a lot of that one as well it, it, um but well and it's what was another one um a lot of people will say the same thing about goldeneye though um and, and i would certainly say the same thing about super mario 64 is that all like really groundbreaking games for their time, important games uh, that had have had a lasting impact, but at the same time, um, 
have aged horribly. <laughs> Super Mario 64 to me, and it's and I'm different because I did not play Super Mario 64 uh, as a kid or back when it was out. Um, I didn't have a Nintendo 64, and uh, I literally never played it until adulthood when the Super Mario All-Stars, is that what it's called? The thing for Switch? I played it on there, and good Lord. 3D All-Stars. 3D All-Stars, right? you got it. Yeah. I hate that game. The controls are absolute ass. It, it, it is just... It, it's just, just because you're not good at Mario 64 doesn't mean <laughs> it's a bad game. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying it just did, it didn't age well. You know, it, it's I'm not saying it's a bad game, but it did not age well. I mean, I don't know. I can still tear up some Mario 64. Yeah. I'll have to see that sometime, man, because, man, I, I've tried playing it, and I'm just like, the controls in this are just so bad. Uh, Ryan Murdoch's Star Oceans needs another game. I've heard of that one. I've never played it. Um, F-Zero GX. Only people that hold the joystick like this on a 64 controller, though. You hold it like that between your thumb and forefinger? Yeah, so, like, if I'm, like, holding it, like, say it's like this, and then I have my hand wrapped around for the Z button. Oh, wow. You know, so I'm, you know, it's it's a weird way of holding it, but I could never do, on any game, I could never do just the thumb. The thumb would just ruin me. I could not wrap my head around it. So I was like, fine. I'm going to find my own innovative way to get around the use of this joystick. And it's funny because I see memes for it now where it's like, if you ever had a friend that held the controller <laughs> like this, he's in jail now or something <laughs> like that. Like, That's me. That's hilarious. 100% me. Or uh, the ones that crack me up are the ones that like joke about how like your palm has like all the skin worn off of it because of trying to uh, work that little joystick for Mario Party and stuff. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> sure. My uh, uh, my wife had a blister on her thumb because there was a Mario Party mini game where you had to like do the you had to like press A the fastest. Yeah. She was so dedicated to win because she was just getting her ass kicked the whole game. That she wanted to win this mini game so hard, so she just ran her thumb back and forth so much, and she did it so much in one mini game, she rubbed a piece of her thumb off. Good <laughs> lord! Her. I was like, "All right, babe. Well, you won. <laughs> you won. At, but at what at cost?" Storm mentioned Star Fox. I would like to see another Star Fox. Um, the uh, the Star Fox for Wii U got railed on because of its controls, but its controls were not that bad. Um, but uh, I, I would love to see another Star Fox game, um, and I think uh, on modern hardware they could make um, they could make that game a lot of fun and really do it upright. I just so happen to have an N sixty four controller. And look, you got the 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 uh, the controller cord wrapped uh, like how everyone does. <laughs> the crossplay. <laughs> yep. So yeah, hold it like this, and then I use this this finger here for the Z button. Ah, uh, you know, that's it's the some way you crazy. do it in the pros. That's some crazy stuff, man. That's a, that's <laughs> another one of those. You know, you're popping up on a registry somewhere when people see you using a controller like that. I know, I get it, but I I, I just couldn't do the thumb. I would, it's just, it would, my brain doesn't work like that. Oh, wow. J Justin, uh, with a comment, um, Takayama Inamura says, having worked on the F-Zero series and seeing the results of the collaboration with Sega, I found myself at something of a loss as to how we can take the franchise further any, take the franchise pers further past F-Zero GX and AX. Wow, dang. 
And then Art, Ryan, says Art Miller says confirmed as a serial killer. Right. Yeah. As if there was any doubt after seeing how he holds that damn controller. Sheesh. <laughs> I pour the milk in first and then the cereal. And then the cereal. Oh. No, I don't really do that. Yeah. I'd, I'd throw you out of my house for that. <laughs> I'd throw you out of my house. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um so yeah um any other anyone else have any other uh, franchises they'd like to see come back f-zero was kind of mine i can't think of uh uh somebody mentioned Star Fox earlier and i think that's a notable entry mm -hmm. um also in the same vein as games that didn't age well the original like snes Star Fox, the slowdown almost makes it damn near unplayable in some parts yeah uh, but at the same time Star Fox 64 was fantastic and there really hasn't been a really big update with like a flying version of of Star Fox. And could you imagine with like the updated engines and stuff that are out there now? Like you could have a really sick Star Fox game now. Right. You know? Yeah. That, that's the thing is that it's primed for like we could have a really awesome game uh, if we would just get one. You know. But right. uh, but is that going to happen? Um, yeah, it's uh, like why does Star Fox hate Nintendo? What does Star Fox do to you? Exactly. Yeah, get, yeah. cut it a break, I mean, man. It's so well. Star Fox, yeah, has always been one that's been popular, and um, I think I feel like it's been a solid series. I think Star Fox Zero on um, oh, there you go. Good night, guys. <laughs> uh, Star Fox Zero. I'll come in in a minute here. Um, Star Fox Zero. Uh, I think it got um. It got that 2020 treatment, quote unquote. I think people just wanted to be upset about it not being exactly like the others. And um, yeah. the control scheme was different, yes, but I didn't think it ruined the game. Oh, Ryan Murdoch, Star Fox in VR. I'd play it, he says. Uh, that would Ooh. be super cool. <laughs> I'd throw up, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah, that would be uh, a Do a barrel roll! <laughs> you get a like you play it at like e3 or one of those things you walk away with the t-shirt star fox made me barf <laughs> i don't want to do a barrel roll peppy wow oh my gosh man well i better wrap it up dude uh but i've had fun right. like always this is always a great and time on that note we're gonna shut it down yeah barfing star fox we're gonna go out on a high note that's what they always say is to, to make sure you go out on a high note right so right um everybody uh we appreciate you guys so much coming out tonight uh and i hope you guys enjoyed yourselves as much as we did um we'll be back with uh one of these again here coming up pretty soon the plan is to to do them every two weeks now we're kind of in the middle of the holiday season so i'm not sure if that's exactly how it's going to work out uh this go around or not we will post something about it just so everyone's aware yes um but uh yeah, thank you so much for coming out tonight, and uh, we certainly hope that you would uh, come back the next time and uh, spend the evening with us. But uh, thank you for all your contributions in the chat. You guys have came up with some really uh, some great discussion topics and stuff, and uh, it always makes it a ton of fun. Yes, thank you guys. This has been a blast as usual. Steve, always a always a good time when we get together. <laughs> Everybody that came in tonight, thank you for all the comments and all the additions to the conversation because it was fun. BS. <laughs> right. <laughs> it was a great time, man. I always have a good time doing these. And I hope you guys enjoyed as well. So uh thanks again. Uh Adam, you're streaming later on tonight? Yes, sir. Uh and roughly uh roughly an hour, I'd say. Sweet. 
Well, go check out Server, Server Life, Life Server Life Gaming. Go check him out. He's linked right up here in the description. Or, or, or don't don't be a schlub. Just search him on Facebook. <laughs> Adam, don't, I, be <laughs> don't be a schlub. Don't be a schlub. No, I had a good time, dude. Uh, everybody, That's thanks really. again. We hope to see you again the next time. I think this is the first Every time that you didn't say. Have a happy holiday if we don't see you. Yeah, that too. But I think this is the first time. Day off work. <laughs> yeah, hopefully everybody gets that. I'm not sure from how we that, describe that. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> everybody have a good one. Be safe. We love you very much. <laughs>